Welcome to my podcast on everything about health. I'm your host, Becca, and here we will be discussing basic information on every topic. We will cover everything from physical health, spiritual health, and mental health. No topic is off All guest appearances welcome. This platform is to bring back the freedom of speech and allow everyone to feel their voice matters, no matter what the circumstances are. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back. Sorry about last week. Knowing how far along in the pregnancy I am, I had what I like to call a prego day, where I was just experiencing more Braxton Hicks than normal. I was experiencing higher levels of heartburn than normal. And as we get closer and closer, it does get more difficult to sit in the chair that I record in. So what I've been doing is recording and pre-posting episodes. So that way when the baby does come, episodes will be out. You guys will have your regular scheduled program channel, so to say, and nothing is going to be missed. Plus, I really, really wanted to get last week's episode out to you guys because I find it that a lot of women I talk to are experiencing PCOS. And PCOS stands for polycystic ovarian syndrome. And guys, if this is something you're not really interested in listening into, today's episode is absolutely going to be the herbs that I found that help with PCOS. So if you want to bow out now, go ahead. Always leave you room and space to do that. No big deal. If you want to keep joining just to listen, understand, and potentially if you have a partner that is experiencing PCOS and want to help them be more of like a guide or support for them, join in. No worries. So a lot of women I've talked to recently with PCOS, they struggle and it can be on multiple levels and it really is hard, especially when it comes to that time of the month. And as we talked back into our hormone section, where when you have different phases of your cycle, not just when you have your menstruation, but just the phases leading up to your menstruation, that can be just as difficult for women with PCOS. And it can be on both ovaries. It can be on one ovary more than another ovary. Your levels are going to be different. So a lot of times doctors and OBGYNs, they're going to test your levels to kind of see which one is off, which one's higher. And I wanted to go over. By the way, the research that I find is peer-reviewed research. I do hold it in the show notes. So that way, if you guys wanted to dive into what I read and where I found it, you guys as well can experience the knowledge that I'm diving into. This is not just me trial and erroring it with my clients and being all like, I discovered this. No, this is thorough research that I've done and I found And then I put into practice, I've made sure my clients feel okay with what they're taking. I make sure we do like a trial run so there is no side effects that come up, as well as if they are already supervised under a medical professional, I make sure they okay it with their medical professional before implementing it. It's just going to be beneficial for them in the outcome because anything can have a side effect. So... With that being said, let's kind of dive into the herbs that are going to help women with PCOS. So with PCOS, there's a lot of different symptoms that will occur for women. And with that, each herb that I go over is going to be for different areas of what is going on with their PCOS. So the herbs that have shown most effective against PCOS 
and I am going to just use their street name, not the technical name. If you want to know the technical name, please go into the show notes and read the peer-reviewed study. Licorice, chasberry, Chinese chash tree, fennel, and turmeric. Those are the main ones that have shown effective against PCOS. They are plant-based. Herbs that increase ovulatory cycles, that's what I'm going to dive into next. And when you pull up the study, it goes into more of how it's developed, how chemically it's broken down, what properties of the plant, as well as what properties of the body are combining together to make it better. I'm going to go ahead and start with the herbs that increase the ovulatory cycle. The first one is going to be chasberry, which is also known as the Vitex agnus castus. This is going to be super helpful for premenstrual, postmenopausal. So it pretty much helps by suppressing the prolactin levels and increasing dopamine receptors, and that helps increase the ovulatory cycle. The second one is going to be curcuma which is a yellow ginger. It's also known as curcuma longa. It has a family that the name is really lengthy. Not really sure if I know how to pronounce it. It is from the Asian continent, so just kind of give you a little bit. It can have resonance of turmeric, so the curcuminoids inside of the turmeric. That could also be beneficial for you as well. Pretty much it helps with the effects of the hypoglycemic area and preventing ovarian cell defunction and thereby improving ovulation and fertility with women with PCOS. Herbs that help with anti-androgen properties. This is gonna be very helpful for women who have those higher levels of one hormone versus another. So herbs that help with anti-androgen properties are going to be And again, not very many street names for this, so bear with me as I try my hardest to pronounce these. But one of them is going to be the Glycerhiza glabra. I I probably slaughtered that, guys. Let's be real. But it belongs to the Fabicae family. Another one is going to be Linum usitastimum. Again, probably slaughtered that one too. These names are not easy. Herbs are not easy. And I wish they had more street names for them. It would make my life a lot simpler when I'm telling you guys all of this. Another one is Mentha Spicata, Cocos Nucifera, Punica Granatum. Those I've heard of. I don't know if I really pronounced them right because nobody has like spoken them to me. But I've heard of them just by other research that I've done. I don't have true history with those specific herbs. These are just ones that I found have the anti-androgen properties. So if we go into the first one, the Glyceriza glabra, like I said, don't know if I pronounced it right. Anyways, it pretty much helps the secretion of insulin, which reduces blood sugar levels. So kind of when doctors and everything talk about PCOS and they say there's insulin sensitivity, this is one of those herbs that can help with insulin sensitivity. The other one that I totally brutally slaughtered um, does show in the notes of the peer-reviewed study, the linum ustatasisamum, however it is. It also is commonly known as linseed. Like I said, I've never heard of it, but it is one of those ones that regulate estrogen production and helps promote fertility rate, 
as well as the menstrual cycle. So that as well can help, especially women who have other disorders besides PCOS, like if they are experiencing diabetes, obesity, clotting problems. These are just some of the issues that the linseed can help combat and regulate. The mentha spicata, that one I actually have heard of. I just don't really think it has a street name for it, but it does regulate the blood ratio of LH and FSH. That's going to be huge because one of those two levels are going to be extremely off. A lot of times the LH is decreased and FSH is super high. Other times it can be flipped. So it just depends on how your body is cycling and how many polycystics are on the ovaries. But the mentha can really help regulate those two hormones, the LH and FSH. The Cocos nucifera, and again, like I said, I've heard of it. There's just not like a street name for it that makes it any easier. However, this one is going to be kind of like an oil base. So I guess you can almost think of like coconut oil, but it's not coconut oil. So don't go out and buy coconut oil thinking it's the same thing. It's not. It just, it's like an oil, so that way you understand. However, so what it pretty much does is it just treats menstrual cycle disorders. It has a hypoglycemic effect, and it reduces blood glucose levels. So like I said, with people who are insulin sensitive, it comes through and helps kind of combat that. The Punica granatom, again, I've heard of it. I've never really had much about it. But it does possess a large amount of folic acid, vitamins B2, C, and B1. So that can be a big thing. So even if you didn't want to take the herb, making sure that you're, you know, staying strong on your vitamins as far as like a B complex, folic acid, vitamin C, making sure you're, you know, having those on hand while you're having PCOS, it's going to help a lot with a regular diet. The blood levels of a free testosterone and serum estrogen and all of the other hormones that combine, they end up being normalized. So if you're partnering up your folic acid, B2, C, and B1, that's going to have a huge, huge play on helping those hormones regulate. The herb just comes in and acts as those. This is something I want to pause and take a note and say as a side precaution. You can take all the herbs you want. You can do all of the home remedies you want. If you are not having a clean nutrition and regular supplementation, you can take all of the supplements in the world. But if you are not eating right, staying hydrated, and taking the right supplementation, you're going to have an offset. Like, it will not work. You cannot take a pill and have a quick fix and expect everything to be fine. It doesn't work like that. So if I'm listing all of these herbs and you're going out and making a list and getting all of these herbs, but you're not making sure you're following a nutritional plan that benefits you, limiting sugars, processed foods, alcohol, uh, bad habits, staying hydrated, following a supplementation protocol, this is going to do nothing for you. Just want to put that out there. Again, if you're also on medication, you need to be checking in with a medical advisor before taking anything to make sure it's not going to counteract with what they're doing for you already. Anyways, moving right along, the herbs that help restore glucose sensitivity. These two are my favorite and I 
they can be used for a lot of different ones. So truly, one of them is called Cinnamon Cassia and Aloe Vera. So the Cinnamon Cassiava is from the Luracea family, I believe it's pronounced. But it, I mean, let's just be blunt. It's cinnamon. Cinnamon is huge. And I bet most of you guys know that cinnamon helps with blood pressure too, but it also helps with blood glucose. So when you're highly sensitive to glucose, that is a great thing to do. And it's fun to just put it in oatmeals. It's fun to put it on apples. It's fun to just make recipes with. There are cinnamon capsules that you can now take. So that's a huge part. Cinnamon is one of those herbs that it just doesn't help with glucose sensitivity. Cinnamon is one of those herbs that helps with so much more than that. And we'll probably dive into it even more with the segments that are coming up. But just know that cinnamon is one of those ones that is a natural healer. My other favorite is aloe vera. I didn't get more into aloe vera till this year. And when I started realizing all of the beautiful things that come from aloe vera, yeah, sure, you think, oh, I got a burn, I'm going to rub it on my skin. Guys, aloe vera is something we are sleeping on. It is something that is more than just restoring the skin. It helps regulate blood lipids, glucose lipids, glucose levels. This plant, herb, it is something that is going to be so beneficial. And side note, when I started doing more research on aloe vera, it was so fun to see how much it does for your skin internally and externally. I am now an aloe vera fan. I will forever hold an aloe vera plant. Okay, moving right along though. So the herbs that help promote FSH and decrease LS LH secretion are going to be fennel, which is also known as Funiculum vulgare. Yeah, probably really messed that one up. Panax ginseng and Simisifuga resumosa. Yeah, like I said, probably slaughtering these names, but it's because they really are those natural herbs that are coming from other cultures. So just Fennel, let's bring up fennel. Let's go to fennel. It is high in antioxidants, so it's really going to protect the cells from oxidative damage. This is also going to help really promote that menstruation. It's going to also readjust those levels. So it definitely has like a, a tumor suppression, anti-diabetic type of properties to really help women out when they're experiencing multi, when they're experiencing polycystic. The king of herbs, the Panax ginseng, so pretty much just ginseng. This is going to be super beneficial for suppressing the FSH and LH. So it really helps create that balancing trifecta that happens when PCOS is occurring. It goes through and it really changes your levels and helps neutralize them. In the study, it pretty much describes about how the receptors and how they pair together and which receptors pair with what and how they balance each other out. It's really interesting. If you guys are reading it and you get like super confused, just scroll down a little bit. You're going to see the picture of how it balances it out. And again, it's, it's actually super cool. 
Another one that I personally have as one of my favorites is the one that I slaughter the most, Simsafuga racimosa, whatever that is. Street name, Black Cohosh. Black Cohosh I use a lot with women who are premenopausal or in menopause. But believe it or not, Black Cohosh can also be very, very important for PCOS. The thing with Black Cohosh that you got to be careful about is overdosing and it intermixing with medications, which is why I tell you guys, please check with a medical provider before taking any supplementation like this. So that way it's not counterbalancing with any type of um, medication they're handing you as well. But Black Cohosh is probably one of my favorites. When I first started studying Black Cohosh, it has shown great improvements for hot flashes with women who are premenopausal, and it has done an amazing amount. Then when I started diving into PCOS, I started realizing that this is another type of herb that will be a binding of compounds to estrogen receptors that help with the pituitary gland to reduce the LH production. So it's kind of like really helping balance out your LH and FSH back to normal again too. So few other ones that help with everything is going to be one that I'm not going to slaughter. I'm just going to straight tell you it's sweet cumin or cumin. Again, this is another one that you can even put into soups, meats, rice, things of that nature to help you. They do have it to where turmeric and, and cumin are partnered together in some pills. Don't mistake in that for turmeric curcumin. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm actually talking about turmeric and cumin partnered together. Makes no difference. I'm just letting you guys know. But the cumin pretty much helps with the LH and FSH secretion. So it's balancing out the hormones. Again, in the study, it shows you a picture that's actually really cool. It is very sciencey. So if you guys do have questions, please reach out. I'll break it down for you. I have no issue with that. And lastly, you have fenugreek. Fenugreek is actually something I started studying because of being pregnant. Fenugreek, fun fact, side note, helps with milk production in pregnant women. However, since we're talking about PCOS, it is, it is very effective in alleviating PCOS symptoms. Again, this is one of those things if your diet's on point, I hate the word diet. I'm sorry. Let's strike that from the record. If your nutrition's on point, your hydration's on point, your supplementation's on point, you taking this is just going to help alleviate more PCOS symptoms. And it's going to help really balance out that LH-FSH ratio. So I am now a huge fan of fenugreek, finding out more properties each and every day, even better. This one that I'm going to kind of wrap up for the whole entire podcast is going to kind of be part of next week's episode two with infertility. However, ovulation induction agents is going to be more of your ginger roots as well as what is called gokuru. Be mindful, I have not had experience with gokuru. Now ginger for sure, ginger I've had multiple things happen with ginger. I can go on and on about ginger. And shout out to our girl, Barbara O'Neill, who has also taught us so much about ginger itself. However, the flavonoids and phenolic compounds in ginger could maintain the balance of estrogen and progesterone. So it's super important for somebody with PCOS and helping those ratios. Gokuru, I don't really have experience on 
Uh, I have not trialed and aired any of that. This is just coming from the study. It was the first time I've ever heard about it too. But this also helps and it's effective with ovarian stimulants and it acts as a fertility tonic for women. So again, I'm going to be covering this next week in infertility, but some of these herbs that I discuss, they go hand in hand. Just like two weeks ago when I introduced some other herbs and I say we're going to be repeating, these are things that are able to be repeated. So when you're taking them, they're not just curing one thing, they're curing a multitude of things. But again, I cannot emphasize this enough. Guys, these are not a one pill fix all. You cannot just take the supplement and expect it to work. This is something that you have to combine with a proper, healthy lifestyle balance of eating, hydration, and supplementation. So I'm just going to kind of wrap this up for the week. I hope the ladies out there that have talked to me about their PCOS, the men out there supporting their women with PCOS, I hope you find this helpful. I hope this is something you can take to your healthcare provider. Maybe make the list of herbs as I talked about them and then check with your medical provider and ask, you know, is this something I can do? One thing that I want to give a shout out for, and this is something I used to use, don't have PCOS, just let that be known, but Alpha Lion has made a hormone balancing performance drink called Superhuman Woman. I like the pink lemonade flavor. They made a watermelon flavor. However, a lot of these herbs that I've discussed are in the ingredients, the blends of this powder. So I have had really great experience with this supplementation, providing it to my clients and having them feel a ton better. Again, before they take it, if they are under medical supervision, we ask doctor first and then we start it. We don't just start it until we have medical approval. So hope this is effective for you guys. I hope you guys have a really awesome week. Like I said, I have all of the episodes pre-planned out now and scheduled. So you will not be missing a beat. And no, I will not be doing an episode of my baby's arrival probably until the end of November, maybe beginning of December. But all of the herb video, all of the herb podcasts are pre-recorded and posted. So that way we don't miss another week, especially as we get closer and closer to delivery. I thank you guys for everything. You give me the feedback, the love, the questions, all of it. You guys are amazing. I want you to know that I really appreciate your grace and your mercy for when I'm not 100% and I miss an episode. You guys are still checking in on me and you guys are amazing. So I hope you have a really great week. If you like today's podcast, please make sure to subscribe and listen every Friday. Like, comment, and share so others can enjoy just like you.